Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody. And we're coming to you on a very strange day when there is a march going on in Michigan. People protesting the governor's stay-at-home order. This is part of a series of similar protests from the right across the country. Trump supporters protesting the stay-at-home orders of various governors and mayors, part of a right-wide movement to say the lockdown has been too long, we must get back to work, enough of this, we're tired of this, which ties into this whole sort of right-wing corona skepticism, which became corona trutherism, where they doubt how many people... (laughs) have actually died, how scared we should be of this thing, whether or not it's actually real. Uh, This is bizarre. I don't know how. I do know how, but I don't know how we got to politicizing this medical situation to where the right is saying, enough of this. We've got to get back to work. And like, yeah, I want to get back to work and life as normal, but I need the doctors to say that this is okay. And I was just reading a piece of Ed Young's upcoming Atlantic piece about the second piece that Ed Young wrote. This is not going to be a quick return to normal after a couple of weeks. We're going to be in this in some form or fashion for a year or two or maybe even three. And there are, and we've been in it like a month and they're like, enough already. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. I mean, look, one, I guess stupidity is contagious is is what I, is what I'm understanding. I guess maybe it's just as contagious as the coronavirus. One has no idea um, (laughs) why people would decide to, to go against science, facts, doctors um and decide to go to a rally uh, i don't I, I don't know i think that you know here's what i will say is that there is a failure to some extent on media and you know that i blame media often for a lot of things but there is a failure on the part of media that has not really brought us inside to see the devastation that the coronavirus actually causes, Mm. right? So all of these people who are gathering, they're like, well, I haven't seen anybody die. I haven't seen anyone on a ventilator. I haven't seen, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so they can move forward with their conspiracy theories. I think that I watched a special that MSNBC did where they went into the hot zone of Italy And you saw these people, you saw death, right? Like what death looked like. You saw these crowded hospitals with, um, with, with, uh, rows of beds in, in hallways, 
right? So, you know, a part of me is like, let them fucking catch it. I just don't want them <laughs> spreading it to me. You know, if, if, if they want to go out, they want to all crowd into their fucking white evangelical right-wing churches. They want to go to their, you know, tiki torch, white supremacy rallies and be <laughs> arm in arm. I'm like, fucking spread it. Go for it. Do you know what I'm saying? Go for Could it. Go for big with it. I mean, you yeah, know, go it, big for it. You know, for a long time, I have felt like the, the GOP and Fox are a cancer in the modern American collective mind. And yeah. it's been an abstract thought and it has definite actual real world impacts on people in terms of immigration, in terms of climate change, in terms of voter ID, in terms of taxation, in terms of how we deal with healthcare um, and all sorts of things. But the acute and specific impact is clear here of decades of the GOP doubting mm-hmm. experts, doubting mm-hmm. media doubting reality no matter how many facts and real world experts you provide they are a party that wants to go with their gut and this precludes trump this goes back to rush limbaugh this goes back to sarah palin this goes back to george w bush that what the knowledge of your gut and what a lot of people in middle america believe is that we should not trust people from the coasts who have been overeducated, that they no longer know anything. Is there such a thing as being overeducated? Well, you is know, that a real is that a real thing? Thomas Frank writes about this in one of his later books, I believe it was Listen Liberal, where he talks about like there's a class of people who would never say doctor without saying quack, would never say uh, the word lawyer without saying hack, and just don't believe in hyper-educated people and don't believe that they actually know anything anymore. And this is part of what the right and the conservative movement has become all about. And in a moment like this, when their guiding principle is media is always fake, Democrats are always wrong, that then leads you to a place of corona is a hoax, we should not be stuck at home. And then you are basically... I don't know, advocating for let's go out and kill each other. I, I, You know, I think that one of the best ways to categorize the kind of feeling that is happening right now with coronavirus, you're not staying home just to keep yourself safe, right? Like you're staying home to keep your family, to keep your community, you know, your friends, your loved ones safe. This is a, you know, it is, it is a, a virus that requires compassion. And I think that what is evident with regard to Republicans is that they have none, right? Like they, Mm. they are absent. They are void of compassion, of connection, right? Like, you know, the, the very idea that Trump would tell people, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I want the churches to be packed on Easter. You know, you Mm. have Jerry Falwell right now, the president of Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, that is being sued by the students there in a class action suit because he had forced people to come back to school because it's a money-making operation for him, right? Um, And now he's being sued. Why? Because uh, hundreds of the kids are sick. Of course they would be. And so, you know, I, I, I'm like, 
I'm done with trying to convince Republicans of facts and science and truth. I'm done. I, I feel like those people are gone. The 40% that are with Donald, the 38 to 40% that are with Donald Trump, they're going to be with him. And I hope they go off a fucking cliff with him, frankly. Like, I'm not, I, and, you know, but in and, this particular moment, their ignorance really is deadly. Like, it's, it's very, not hyperbolic. It really is deadly. It's deadly. It's not abstract. It is acute and specific and will cause people to be killed because they are doubting reality. And what really kills me or what really makes me want to pull my hair out is people who want to say, well, it's true on both sides. There is nothing that I believe as a liberal where there is a community of experts saying that is not true. And that is the case for many slash most of the core principles around the modern GOP, around climate, around immigration, around uh, voting, around healthcare, that their beliefs are running counter to reality, that 99% or more of the scientific community or the expert community is saying, that's just not reality. And they're like, we just don't care. And the left is very much enthralled with experts and data and facts. And we are in conversation with a party that stands in opposition to those things. And it is not an equal discussion that, well, we don't believe the reality over here, but they don't believe the reality. No, they are consistently doubting and challenging reality uh, and saying right. climate change is not real and immigration hurts America. And we need, I mean, the president is tripling and quadrupling down every day on voter ID as if there is some massive voter fraud in this country that is not true. His recent tweet about we must stop ballot harvesting. What is that? That is not a thing. That is not a problem. It's a, it's a no, it's a, it's a made, it's made up bullshit. And, you know, and frankly, when Trump was asked by a reporter, you know, not asked, but was said, said to a reporter, like, didn't you vote by mail? Right. When you were, and and he said, yeah, but I'm allowed to. Like, you know, they're, they're The whole country the votes by mail. Like every, yeah, they're It's called absentee balloting, and we don't have any problem with absentee balloting in this country. Suddenly, no. he decides a vote by mail is rife with fraud. We've been voting by mail as a country in 50 because states for you, many years. If you make voting easy for people, Republicans will lose. Right. That's facts. They're right. not trying to sell you new ideas. They're not trying to expand their tent. Right. They're not trying to come up with the best policies to advance American culture. Right. They are trying to make sure that more people cannot vote. Because when you do, they lose. Their ideas are not popular. Nothing that they offer the American people is popular. This fucking stimulus plan. Right. Like I just I lose my mind on a regular basis. Trump held up checks. Do you know why? So, so he could, he could fucking them. sign them. So he could sign them. Is this Mar-a-Lago? Is this fucking Trump Tower? Are you crazy right now? People out here like about to lose their homes, like can't afford rent, can't afford fucking groceries. And this motherfucker sitting around being like, no, I need to put my stamp on it. You're not John Hancock. Can he like, also, no one cares. Can he also put his stamp on our tax bills? Can his name also be on that so that people understand that as well, that that also comes from the federal government and there's no dis. Wow. You know, and the 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 rights anti-science position congealed very neatly around the fire Fauci movement. 
the Fauci being the voice of reason who will come to the briefings and say real things. And they're like, we need to get rid of him because he's speaking reality. Why is reality so frightening to these people? Why is because it works in contrast to Trump? <laughs> because, it, he but, because he doesn't. Because he doesn't believe the, in them. But Trump is the is Trump is the end result of the right's decades of qu- questioning, challenging, and disbelieving science, mm-hmm. media, facts, um, mm-hmm. and reality. Right? He's just the nth degree end of that. But they've been on this train for twenty twenty five years. Yes, but now the train, the train has fully gone over the cliff. The The train has fully jumped the shark. Like the train is, is, is no longer like the train doesn't even exist anymore. Plunging, plunging over through the air. I mean, it's, it's, it's a cartoon Acme anchor, like just (laughs) dropping, hanging in midair, you know, over the side. Like that's America. But you know what Donald Trump says, what, what I find really troubling is he's like, I'm super positive. I want to be a cheerleader. America doesn't need a cheerleader right now. America actually needs someone to tell them the tough, hard truth. No, you can't go to the gym. No, you can't go to the mall. No, you can't go to school. Like they need the truth and they need to know why that's happening. And so Donald Trump doesn't like that. Why? Because it just doesn't feel good. You know, he's a, he just wants to feel like that's why he stuffs his face with fast food. He just wants the high. Do you know what I'm saying? The, he just wants to feel good. There's also a deep sense of Trump's emotional illiteracy in that moment. And it took me a long time in my life to understand if something bad happens to somebody, they don't want you to go, it'll be okay. Everything will work out. People like it and feel comforted when you say, that sucks. That's terrible that that happened to you. I'm really sorry that that bad thing happened to you. It's bad, full stop. Because it lets them know you understand that something bad has Mm -hmm. happened. And you, you empathize and you recognize that something bad has happened. And you're not trying to just be some clown that is cheerleading them out of a bad moment. Bad moments are going to happen in life that is inevitable. And when we acknowledge it, then we know, okay, I'm not crazy. Other people recognize it. And slowly your mood can begin to rise. Maybe not in that second, Mm -hmm. but you know, when, when my father passed, everybody who said, I'm sorry, it made me feel a little better because I felt seen because other people recognized you feel bad. And I recognize that. And I acknowledge that. And that made me feel good. He is far too emotional, emotionally illiterate to understand what the country Mm -hmm. needs is somebody to say, things are bad. I'm sorry. We are working on it, but I get it. Things are bad. But yesterday was the deadliest day in the history of the coronavirus so far mm-hmm. to Tuesday, yep. nothing mm-hmm. in the po and in the insane daily briefing 
recognized that today we had more deaths than any other day. And we acknowledge the thousands of people who have died and we feel bad for them and their families. There was none of that. There was a long recitation of the list of names of the business leaders who he was going to meet with and attacks on various people in the media. And you know what else there was? One of the reporters late in the briefing said, I have a question for some from somebody who couldn't be here because some reporters are not allowed to all be there because of social distancing guidelines. And he said, I don't care. If you're not here, you're not here. So you're penalizing the people who are not able to be here because of social distancing. It's just, if you, if you created this character as a caricature of a bad president, it would be like, no, 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 that's too much. It's too much. It's too ridiculous. No, I w- if I created this character, I would have killed it by now. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the character is not lovable. The character is not endearing. And I would have killed it off by now. Um, You know, the fact is that Trump does not, uh, it's not even, it's it's emotional, um, being emotionally illiterate. It's also just lacking any any empathetic bone in your body. You know, yesterday, uh, Barack Obama uh, endorsed Joe Biden. And in Mm. his video endorsement, didn't have to mention Trump's name, but acknowledged in all the ways in which the country is struggling, that acknowledged our collective anxiety, um, told us that, you know, Joe Biden, you know what I know about him? He's decent. He cares about you. He cares. It's the best decision I ever made because I know that Joe will surround himself with experts and scientists and people who believe in their oath. Like in that delivery, in his video delivery endorsement, it was just such a a continued contrast between how far we have fallen. Listening to Barack Obama just say, you know, uh, we we need a leader, right? We, We need the world to believe in us again. We've fallen quite far. I just... And I fully recognize that. I bemoan that. I feel you. I also feel like Joe Biden is far from what I would have ever hoped or dreamed we would get as a potential alternative to Trump. I am deeply nervous about Joe Biden. I am troubled by the way that I see him approaching campaigning, the way I see him approaching policy. And I also see a a Democratic electorate who, when I mention my critiques of Joe Biden, they freak out as if Joe Biden is not able to be criticized. And look, I'm a lifelong Democrat. I will hold my nose and vote for Joe Biden, even though let's be truthful. I'm a New Yorker. My vote does not matter on the federal level. Okay, I've been effectively disenfranchised at the federal level by the Electoral College. So spare me with the every vote matters crap. It doesn't. Right. And that's a critique of the Electoral College. Right. And other people are like, well, we need Biden to have a mandate so that the Senate will follow. No, the McConnell Senate ain't following shit that he wants to do no matter what. So stop thinking, well, if Biden wins by a landslide, then McConnell will just roll over. No, that's not happening. That's not modern politics. But I should be able, and I feel like I have to be able to criticize Biden, if only to be trying to pull him to the left 
without being criticized myself as if I am being traitorous because I am not being traitorous and criticizing Biden. I will support Biden. I will vote for Biden. But I am concerned that I see him moving toward how can I get Republican and independent votes rather than being deeply concerned with pulling in the progressive votes uh, for people who feel like, damn, we didn't get Bernie, we didn't get Warren, like we're getting nothing out of this deal and we're being expected to just go along without being given something as if, it's almost as if the expectation is we have to shop at that store. We have to go to that restaurant. Not the store and the restaurant has to provide the food and the service that we want. Joe Biden Look, does have I, to earn I, our votes. Not we don't owe him does, our votes. No, you don't owe him your vote, but we don't really have a fucking alternative. And so while I would was Joe Biden my first, second, third, or fourth choice? No, he was not. But do I know that we have a fucking maniac and lunatic, ego, ego narcissist, wannabe authoritarian fascist in the White House? Yeah, I do. Do I think that Joe Biden is going to bring in some of the policies that we have seen from the likes of Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders? You heard Barack Obama say, yeah, you know what? We shouldn't be looking to cancel, I don't know, health care for three and a half million people in the midst of a pandemic. We shouldn't be, you know, trying to kick people off of SNAP as we know that more and more people are going to need to rely on government assistance. We don't need to have sure. young people who now are graduating from school in the midst of a pandemic. They're not getting a job and they're going to have crushing debt with no way to pay it off. So, like, do I think that Joe Biden is going to embrace uh, a lot of policies that we heard on the debate stage from a myriad of the 25 plus people that were running for president? Yeah, I do. I think that we're going to see a change. Do I think he's the strongest candidate? No. But do I think that you're doing battle against the fucking devil? Yeah, I do. I mean, you know, and I, and I think that and I think that's real. So we you know, can we can critique him, but I would rather spend my energy taking down Trump and highlighting what a like I, I mean, the word evil doesn't even have as much oomph as necessary to say to talk about Trump. No, I mean, and I, what I, they're I, doing. Look, I, I understand. We understand the horribleness of Trump. I feel like the Democratic Party is asking me to go along with just an anti-Trump message and not mm -hmm. truly giving me, I mean, like, you know, for me, the main issues on a federal level are the, the war on drugs, ending the war on drugs, dealing with criminal justice reform, um, you know, dealing with the way that black and brown people are treated uh, by the police, by the courts, by the prisons. I don't really expect Joe Biden to be able to do or be willing to do much about these things as president. I don't think that's his issue. I don't think that he's, I don't think that crime bill Joe is the guy um, who's going to be able to, or willing to do, to address these issues. So what are we getting out of the deal? We're getting less Trump fair. Want that. But I should be able to critique Joe and let him know as one of your voters, this is what I hope to get out of this deal of voting for you rather than just just vote against Trump and shut up. Because we have to, you know, I don't, people don't get it. We can't just ask people to vote against something. We have to have something to vote for. 
like vote mo- for your life. Vote, vote for, vote most for voters, your life and the health and safety of your some, family. Most voters want something more than just to vote against the other other candidate. They want to vote for Corey, something. Corey, you think people want something more right now? You think that they're they're looking for more right now than just not to lose their house, than for their children not to be driving them crazy, than not to be able to go to the grocery well, store with a mask and gloves on and you know, know that your government up. is actually working for you and I, making I look, sure that you're safe? I looked this up. In 2016, 44% of eligible voters stayed home. Mm-hmm. And we told them that this was the apocalypse. This is the most important election of their lifetime in 2016. Every election is the most important election of our lifetime. But in it 2016, really it was even more the most important election of our lifetime. And 44% of eligible voters shrugged and didn't even make it to the, to the polling booth. So there's a lot of people who are not interested. And I'm not one of them. I'm a voter. But a lot of people are not being won over by the message of, he's the devil, we must vote to stop him. And we will have a similar number. I don't know what to do with those people. We need to present them with an effective case, not just a negative case, something to vote for. That's the difference. You can get a lot of voters by voting against something, but you need to vote. You need something to vote for. Do you know why for, people were standing outside in Wisconsin risking their fucking lives? Do you know why they were standing outside? Because they don't, because whoever Donald Trump endorses is essentially going against their best interests and now literally their life. Like it is enough. It is enough in this moment. You know, before. When we were joking around and we were saying, if we have a country, every fucking day, there is another disaster. There is another lie that we're uncovering. There is another piece of information. There's another way that this president is making money off of this off of this pandemic. There's more people that are dying. Like every day there is something. And if that is not enough to get you off the fucking couch, if you still need to go to brunch and want to pal around with and hang out with the fucking candidate, I don't know what to tell you. Because Joe Biden is not going to be the rah, rah, rah fucking person you're looking for. He's not Obama. Get the fuck over it. Right? Like, we're in a global pandemic with somebody at the helm who doesn't believe in science, who wants to open up the economy, and he doesn't care if you die. He doesn't care. 25,000 Americans are dead. By the time we finish this podcast, 2,000 more will be gone. Like that, this is not, this is not like fake news. This is real shit. These are real people. These are mothers and fathers and sisters and uncles and teachers and doctors that are dying. And they wouldn't, you know, the number would not have been so outrageous if we had somebody that I don't know, maybe didn't send 17 tons of supplies to China and kept them in the United States. Maybe wasn't using the federal stockpile like your own personal fucking fundraiser and giving giving out well, equipment to your can, donors. Like who does that? A madman. Can, can we just can we just can we just give can we just give a shout out to Paula Reed from CBS who finally put the dots together to say, oh. "Okay, so you say that you canceled travel from China in late January. So what'd you do in mm-hmm. February? You're a horrible uh-huh. reporter. Well, actually, I'm a good reporter because I just figured out you put up a timeline that skipped over an entire month. What did you do in February? Nothing. Right. We did a no. We did a lot. We did, we a, did a and lot. what? And she said, and Name she it. followed up and said again. 
What is a lot? What did you do? That to me, I said between her and Yamish Alessandor, I'm like, these women are not coming to play with this man anymore. Like, I ask, all, I scream at the television on a regular basis. Where's the fucking follow-up? Don't let this man just say, we're doing the most. What does the most look like? Tell me. Put him on the spot. Make him answer questions. Don't just like ignore the fact that he is sitting there and lying and saying everything is going great. Everything is going great. You're congratulating yourself on 25,000 deaths? 25, like that's what you're doing? 25,000 people are dead and you're sitting around saying that you have the best, best people and the best team around you. How? It's madness. And the governors are all nice. Not a raised voice. They all love me. You know what drives me nuts is when he characterizes other people's positions. Joe Biden apologized to me. No, he did not. Like, he can speak no, he for didn't. himself. But he's constantly saying, like, oh, you know, Joe, uh, uh, Cuomo loves me. Like, Cuomo can speak for himself. He does not need and you to Cuomo characterize And Cuomo literally, position. he literally gave him a lesson, a lesson in the Constitution yesterday. Oh oh the shade that Cuomo, my boyfriend in my head, the shade that he threw... This week, talking about the Constitution and states' rights and Article 10, and I'm just like, that wasn't for anybody except one person, Donald Trump. The man who said that Democratic governors are, are, are interested in mutiny. You mean they're interested in their residents not dying? You mean that they're, they're interested in saving lives and don't want to waste time kissing your fucking ring? Like, you have pence for that shit. I mean, like, look, right now... New York, California, and Washington State are going through it the most right now. Mm -hmm. I know in New York, we are clear who we are listening to. I think in California, they are clear who they are listening to. Washington, the same. Mm -hmm. And tr Trump going against what Cuomo, Inslee, and Newsom say would not work out. Because they would come on television and go, no, stay at home wear your masks, like, you know, sto social distance. Like, you know, if, if we have to arrest you, we will. But like, you know, just do the right thing. And Trump can't, I mean, like, Jesus Christ, Trump can't do anything to supersede these people. And he makes himself look like a fool by going out and saying like, well, I have the ultimate authority. No, you don't. But I love how he says I have the no. ultimate authority, but he's not responsible for any of the mistakes. How for do anything. you do that? But how do you do that? How do you do that? How is it like uh, we went from Truman, the buck stops with me, to I take responsibility for nothing, but also nothing. if anything goes right, if everything goes right, I'm taking responsibility for everything going right. But and the I, fault and is I will, the governors, the WHO, the Democrats, the media. China. China, uh -huh, of course. The media. Barack Obama. Oh, uh, Barack Obama. But they, the cupboard was bare. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, I remember Obama 18 months into his presidency, Republicans saying, you own Iraq. You own Afghanistan. It's all yours. You cannot blame it on the previous administration anymore. I own Afghanistan. We've been here for like 10 years. But like, I now own this. Okay, fine. Trump's been almost three and a half years. And he's still blaming the previous administration. And give him a half a chance, he'll blame Hillary too. I, you know, here's the thing. When and and you know, I keep saying this uh, daily on Woke AF. Here, you have Donald Trump saying that he's going to reopen 
He's going to reopen America. He's going to put together a committee. He's going to put together a committee to reopen America. And I said to myself, how the fuck you going to open something you didn't close? Exactly. Come on. What I look like? You didn't close the country down. You did nothing. So how are you open? How are you opening it again? And then also putting together a committee of uh, Mr. Scrooge and and the rest of the fucking uh, multi-million dollar bandits and saying, yeah, we're going to open the we're going to open the economy. So reopen America. Huh? So I think we're going to skip through item number three, because I assume you didn't do your homework. You don't even remember what your homework was. What do you? I didn't do my homework. But did you want to talk you about your other friend? You didn't watch Tiger King. Do you Tiger want to talk King about your other friend? Uh, again. But yeah, today we had two. Ugh, you're, you're the last American who has not watched Tiger King. It's pathetic. But I know. The, today we saw two black men ugh, come out for some reason in April. During what is probably the worst moment of Trump's presidency, his lowest moment, thousands dying every day, and some Democrat in Georgia I've never heard of said, I want you to know I'm voting for Trump in November, and some fool in Bel Air, in Beverly Hills, named Kanye West, want to make sure you know that he is voting for Trump in November. And, you know, the, the, he's been very Trumpy for a while, Kanye, and it's just disgusting to me. And it's the thing, almost everything else, like I used to be a New York Jets fan, okay? And I supported mm-hmm. the owner of the New York Jets when he was rolling with Romney. And I'm like, this is a reasonable political disagreement, and I, you know, you do you fine. Mm-hmm. But when it, when Woody Johnson became an ambassador for Trump and let it be known that he was very Trumpy, I was like, okay, so I'm done with the New York Jets. I am no longer a New York Jets fan. I do not have a football team. I am a free agent at this point because I cannot, in good conscience, root for the New York Jets. And I had the I had the my pillow, which is actually a good pillow. <laughs> But I know, I, you, you did talk about it quite a bit. I, I, I stopped using it. I stopped caring about it when I found out how Trumpy the, uh, the owner of my pillow is. Kanye is a little bit different for me. I have interviewed him. His music has meant a lot to me. Watching him develop musically has been really interesting to me. I really like a lot of his records, a lot of his albums, and just... Throwing him aside has been much more complicated and difficult for me. But his persistent Trump love is making it nearly impossible for me to listen to his rhymes without thinking, yeah, but this fool is repping for Trump. And I know you don't like Kanye, but do you not have some similar conundrum in your life where I like this singer or this actor or whatever, but then they are Trumpy or something, and it is making me hard to just deal with the art. I mean, so Jay-Z has been challenging for me. Yeah. Uh, 
because of his, you know, NFL affiliation after he fucking rapped about, you know, I don't need you. You need me. I'm in stadiums, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, that has been a challenge for me. Will I cancel Jay-Z? No, because I actually really do love and and respect him and his music and his journey. Kanye, on the other hand. I let that motherfucker go once he said that slavery was a choice. Like Kanye, you know, he he been lost for quite some time, you know? And and so I can't in all good consciousness, you know, have this ma- like be providing this man with money to keep perpetuating bullshit. Like I just can't. Like you can't look like talking about, "Oh, well, you know, slavery couldn't have been that bad because it it ha- it went on for so." Like are you dumb? Like, I know that your first album but was called other- College Dropout, but you should fucking go back. Do you know <laughs> you what I'm saying? Know, like, you should go other You people, should go back and get that other, degree. There's other people who are more of a challenge for you. Who? Well, like, you talk about, I, like, Chris Brown. I, Chris, you, okay, so Chris you Brown. You liked Chris, Chris until Brown, you saw the I picture of Chris Brown's music. Yes, I like Chris Brown's music. I used to dance around to it and sing to the words. Very catchy shit. But then when I saw the Rihanna's face in the police in, in, in the police report, I'm like, no, I'm not supporting a monster. Right. Like I, I, I can't. Right? right. The same way. Who doesn't love to step in the name of love at a fucking barbecue? That's like the essence of blackness. Until we all found out that R. Kelly was a motherfucking racist, fucking a rapist. Monster. He's a rapist. Roxanne right? Gay talks like he's about a monster. That that that, that ignition remix. The beat is so much that you can't ignore that one beat. But the rest of the catalog, you're like, no, no, I can't with you. I can't. Can't. No, I, I like it. It's 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 too much. And I think that we can no longer we're not living in a time when you can really separate artists from their from from themselves. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there was a time when we didn't know so many intimate details and people didn't share what their political affiliations were, or what really their interests were outside of hawking their latest album. There's a reason for that. Right. Idea. And you see that in terms of the backlash that Kanye gets, you know, the the shade room po- uh, on Instagram posted his statement about Trump. And if you go through the comments, people like Kanye's been done for me. Like mm-hmm. Kanye makes music for white people. He does not make music for black folks anymore. He also with this whole Christian revival thing that he's doing born again, you know, blah 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 blah. Again, this has nothing to do with black people, the black experience, nothing. He's and and that is who Kanye has been. Like it's what he and the I mean also his clothes like the post apocalyptic shit like really like why are his sneakers six like eight hundred dollars they look like clogs like why why am I buying a seven hundred dollar t shirt that has holes in it like you're not Balenciaga I don't like you're not well he's trying to create that I, I'm I, I'll give him rope on the and room on the fashion choices right because he takes that stuff very seriously. Um, but no, I am, I am deeply hurt and disappointed that he has made such a deep stand with Trump over and over Mm -hmm. again, over many years. It's been so long. It can't be, 
oh, it was a momentary dalliance. It was the meds or the not taking the meds or we were just trying to be in with the king so we could influence him. It's, it's too much, you know, and you are a useful stooge in that uh, Trump and the right can point to Kanye and say, see, we're not racist. Kanye is rolling with us. You are a useful pawn to them. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 hurtful to all of us in trying to make the point about this person is racist. His active white supremacist racism is dangerous to our lives, our legal rights, and our bodies. And, well, but no, but Kanye's with them. So you're wrong and you make everything about racism. And it's just, it's a very dangerous cycle that he's participating in. And why he's absolving this man I have no fucking idea. Because he pays attention to him. Because Barack Obama called him a jerk, and rightfully so. And so Kanye West goes where the light... Jack- jackass was the word. Go, he, goes, he goes where the fandom is, right? And so anyone that is going to um, provide him with applause and pats on the back, like that's where he's going. And that's what Trump does. You know what I'm saying? Like he just wants to be in the spotlight, you know, and and it's Mm. he's no different to me than Diamond and Silk. Diamond, Mm. Silk and Yay. Let them all go on tour together. Diamond and Silk with Can Dance Owens. (laughs) Can Dance. She was she was tweeting about, oh my God, me and my husband go into Whole Foods every day. And yesterday they decided you must have a mask if you go out in public and we were almost arrested. And what the fuck is going on in this country? Like a fucking global pandemic is going on in this country. You need to check in with some real news sources every once in a while so you understand what the fuck is really going on. Because she's let can't let let can't dance. Go ahead. Do you know what I'm saying? Let these people like you know. I am not a good like. Maybe I'm just not good in my soul. But I'm like, let them go. Let her go. Let her. Why doesn't she go to Whole Foods and lick the conveyor belt? Let her do it. Let her do it. Let her prove her point. And then let her go and beg and go beg Jared Kushner for one of one of his ventilators because you know he owns them, right? Because that they're ours, he said. So let her go. Go lick. Go lick this up. Let go. Lick it. The only way for the right to truly own the libs. And show that Trump is right and the media is wrong is to take hydroxychloroquine and show us that you're right and go out without a mask. Show us we were wrong. Shake hands and pal it up. Shake babies and (laughs) lick the ground. Get in a group of people and hug and kiss. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Go out in public. Grab the pole. Who cares? You're right. Don't stay at home. Don't let the left keep you at home. Do you. Do you. (laughs) Ah. Okay. (laughs) I feel a little better. Thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle. And, and we'll be back, we'll be next, back week. next week if there's a country. If, and that is a big fucking if. That's a big so. if right now. (Sighs) 
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.